Welcome into the studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. We're set for another episode of the Inside Scoop. And who would have ever thought so much could happen on the recruiting trail from a Monday to a Thursday? Actually, I'm sure we all knew it was going to be crazy. We're going to cover it all on today's episode. We are live today. We are alive today on this beautiful Thursday morning. We got QB dominoes falling, flips happening, and some very important visits to cover on this show. I'm just going to warn you now, we got a heavy influence of Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee, and uh, yeah, we got lots of flip talk on this episode. So we're going to get started here quickly, but first, let me know where you are watching from. I want to know literally where are you at work, you in the school cafeteria, are you in traffic? Comment section below, let me know. Because see, ideally, you're at work getting paid. Because I'm at work getting paid, I want you guys to also be getting paid to watch the Inside Scoop. That's the only way we can do this. So clock in, lock in, make sure we are all here getting paid. All right, let me know where you guys are from, where you're at, where you're watching. Subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. You guys, we've got this thing almost to 25K. Look at this. I'm proud of what we've built. We want you to be a part of it. Let's go. All right. Top 10 graphic. Let's see it. Here's who is currently in the top 10 in the on three industry rankings. UGA, Ohio State, Florida State there at number three, Alabama four, UF slides a spot to five, Oregon at six, Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, and Notre Dame round out the top 10. So a couple changes from Monday's show, mostly involving UF. They slide another spot. They were at three this time last week. Now they're at five. They slid one spot between Monday and Thursday. They at one point had the number three class in the country loaded, but quick tumble out of the top three and potentially more. Let's take a look at it. This week, recent UFD commitments edged Jamonte Waller. On Saturday, he flipped to Auburn. Then it was Wardell Mack on Sunday flipping to Texas. Whew. Then this week, Nasir Johnson, another top 100 defensive lineman. He flips his commitment from Florida to Georgia. More to come. Unfortunately, it's possible. Four-star defensive lineman, Aramis Williams. I got him on flip watch. He's from North Carolina, committed to UF, but seems on the verge of flipping to Ohio State. Now, we need to see if he makes it to Tennessee this weekend, but even if he does go to Knoxville this weekend, I think it probably just delays the inevitable. I do think a flip is in the works here, and that Gator class is going to suffer another major hit. Couple other major flip targets we're watching. Hey, the rumors just never stop it about five-star wide receiver Cam Coleman. Is Auburn in position to flip him? Wide receiver Jeremiah Smith coming off that visit to Florida State last weekend. Rumors are continuing to swirl about him. Miami also still feeling like they're in the race to flip him. I'll give you one more wide receiver to watch. Why not, right? J.J. Harrell on 300 wide receiver. Yes, the one-time Tennessee commitment flipped to Mississippi State. There's a coaching search taking place in Starkville right now and teams like Georgia, Missouri, Oklahoma, Alabama, Ole Miss, they are all continuing to show renewed interest in J.J. Harrell. So it could be a big weekend. We'll be here Monday. We're going to cover it all. Now, before we get to chat, I also want to talk a little QB dominoes. It has me interested. We are smack dab in the middle of prime 2025 QB recruiting season. Six of the top 10 QBs in the 2025 class are already off the board, and more QBs continue to fall every day. Nine of the top 20 are already committed. In this week, we've seen a couple major dominoes fall. Michigan landed Carter Smith, four-star, number 15-ranked QB. Wyatt Becker, the 25th best QB overall. He committed to Utah. Beckham Kreitza, he's off the board to Penn State. So, 
There's obviously one major development that I think impacts that top domino, Bryce Underwood. And in my opinion, this week, Michigan, they made a bold move. They essentially conceded the number one QB to LSU. You guys know I put my pick in last week for Underwood to LSU. I was the first expert to do so, kind of put myself out there a little bit. But this move by Michigan only makes me feel more confidence in my projection of Underwood to LSU because you got you to gotta understand, Michigan recently has been burned by putting all their eggs in a single QB target in the past. And this year, they, they went about it with a different strategy. They brought Carter Smith in out of Florida on a visit uh, two weeks ago. They offered him and got him committed all within a two-week period. And I just I don't think Michigan does this if they feel confident in landing the number one QB, Bryce Underwood. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know. Comment section below. Also, who do you think will be the next QB domino to fall? Let me know. Comment section. I'm going to get with Chad Simmons. I'm going to, we're going to talk a little Ohio State next, but expect more QB dominoes to fall. What's going on with five-star wide receiver Jeremiah Smith? Rumors are swirling once again. And is Ohio State on the verge of flipping a four-star recruit from the Florida Gators? And will the Buckeyes land a five-star offensive lineman? In this video, we're going to hit on all of that and more. But first, Ohio State fans, subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We're growing this page. We want you Buckeye fans to be a part of it. Hit subscribe for me, please. Okay, let's bring on director of recruiting here at On3, Chad Simmons. Chad, before we get into the big names that were already on campus in Columbus last weekend, let's talk about one big guy that wasn't there. That's five-star offensive tackle Jordan Seaton. Number one offensive tackle in the country. He was supposed to be in Columbus, but things just didn't work out, and he's going to reschedule uh, for Buckeye fans. Where do you think Ohio State stands right now with uh, Seaton? They remain in the race, Josh, of course. You know, I think it's kind of a must to get him back on campus for sure at some point. Uh, likely, based on what I hear, it has to be in December. Right now, the plan is to be at Tennessee this weekend, Oklahoma next weekend. But we've seen it before. Things are very fluid with Jordan Seaton. Things can change pretty quickly. Um, but I think right now they're still trying to figure out when uh, he can get up there. So I think if he does make that trip to Columbus and gets back on campus, hasn't been there in a year and a half since the spring game mm -hmm. in 2022. So for them to be a strong and true contender come December 20th, they have to get him back on campus. Yeah, they must. But I, I actually think this is kind of Ohio State strategy here is to get him on campus as late as possible. Because you and I both know Jordan's impressionable. He's young. He gets excited. And hey, Ohio State, like you said, they haven't gotten him on campus for a long time, but maybe the best time to do it would be right before signing day. So we'll keep an eye on that one. But I agree. I do expect him back in Columbus, like you said. Uh, some flip targets on campus over the weekend. We'll start with four-star wide receiver Chance Robinson. He's committed to the Miami Hurricanes. Ole Miss is heavily involved here as well. Miami trying to hold on to him. Ohio State gets him up there last weekend. What are you hearing from your sources coming out of this most recent visit? It feels like yesterday that we were counting down from 100 days until the season starts. Hey guys, wake up. The season is almost over and the games have been great. Don't get me wrong, but you know what's not great? Finding last minute tickets. Finding tickets before a game can be a flat out nightmare. Do not let this be the way that your season goes. That's why I'm here to tell you about game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big time matchups. 
Game Time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Don't stress over getting into your team's favorite rivalry game of the year. There's only so many big games left, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Who has time for that? GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place for last-minute seats. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all the sports entertainment events. So here's what we're going to do right now. Snag the tickets without stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use redeem code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I think Chance now is just working to, number one, win a state championship again with St. Thomas Aquinas. Right. But when the, when it comes to recruiting, just figure out you know, where he wants to be. Make that final decision. I don't think he'll take this thing until December 20th and then you know announce if he signs and sticks with Miami or flips to Ole Miss or Ohio State. I mean, I think going to Ole Miss a couple weeks ago, I think really opened his eyes and really gave him a different perspective about – Lane Kiffin's program, what it's like in Oxford, the passion in the SEC. I think all those things caught his attention, but I still continue to hear that the biggest threat to Miami is Ohio State. You know, obviously the proof's in the pudding, as they say, with Brian Hartline, his track record, his player development at the wide receiver position. Um, they really got down to business, the nuts and bolts, the ins and outs of Chance's game, how he can get better, how he would be used by Heartline in that scheme, how they would coach him, how they would develop him. And basically it was kind of left on the table for him. Hey, if you want to be part of this program, we're here for you. We're not going to beg. We're not going to sit here uh, and call you 24-7. You know what Ohio State has to offer. Uh, they offer a lot, and that definitely has Robinson's attention. I think right now – Based on what I'm hearing a few days post-visit mm -hmm. is that this one is nip and tuck, extremely tight between Ohio State and Miami. I would give the slight edge today as we shoot this this morning, maybe to Miami holding on here, but Ohio State is right there with the Hurricanes. All right, yeah, Miami holding on to their recruiting class. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about, they are not as successful in holding on to the recruiting class. The Florida Gators, they've already lost two defensive commitments over the weekend. And now Amaris Williams is being predicted to Ohio State by many insiders. So, uh, Chad, I got to ask you, does Amaris Williams even make it to his visit to Tennessee this weekend? Or does the defensive lineman just go ahead and flip to Ohio State? What are you hearing on Williams? You know, as of time we shoot this, Josh, it looks like Amaris will take that visit to UT in okay. December if we get that far, not this weekend anymore. Tennessee's pushed that back. So is that telling them maybe that they kind of feel they're not up there in that top group with Ohio State competing against Florida? Uh, it can be read different ways there. But right now, Williams is set to be in Tennessee in December, not this weekend. Ohio State, you know, clearly is the biggest threat to the University of Florida. Coming off that OV Earlier this season, there was buzz then that he could flip, you know, pretty quickly to Ohio State. He then returned this past weekend for the Michigan State game on an unofficial trip 
to Columbus and the momentum has taken to that next level. Uh, what Larry Johnson does on that defensive line, even from Penn State time to Ohio State time, his resume kind of speaks for itself. That has resonated with Williams and his family as well. I think he likes his personality, Larry Johnson. Uh, the NFL production obviously speaks for itself. And I would say, you know, even though he remains, you know, on paper committed to Florida, Ohio State is the school trending right now for Amaris Williams. All right. So Ohio State fans, Amaris Williams is officially on flip watch. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to watch that one. Now, Ohio State also playing a little defense. We got to talk about five-star wide receiver Jeremiah Smith as he's coming off a visit to Tallahassee for that FSU-Miami rivalry game. And of course, rumors are swirling once again. Nothing new to this Jeremiah Smith recruitment. But Chad, what are your sources saying about where things stand with him and the Buckeyes right now? Yeah, I like how you say that, Josh, playing a little defense. We've known Ohio State for a long time under Ryan Day, all about that offensive firepower. This year, their strength on the field has been that defense, and they're trying to play that defense now on the recruiting trail and kind of hold Florida State off from five-star-plus mm -hmm. wide receiver. Jeremiah Smith, we know, obviously, he made headlines all over the weekend being back at Florida State, staying the night, meeting with the staff again on Sunday morning before heading back south to Hollywood, Florida. And he's set to be back for that official visit, you know, in December, just days before the early signing period. I think there is some some level of worry. I think Ohio State is taking Florida State extremely serious uh, as a threat in this race. Florida State, you know, definitely has opened Jeremiah's eyes with the play on the field this year, the play of Keon Coleman. Johnny Wilson, Hakeem Williams is getting involved as a true freshman. Uh, who's that next guy to step up and be that number one guy at Florida State? How they throw the ball, they're winning big games, they come in prepared week after week under Mike Norvell. Um, but again, I think if all stays the same at Ohio State with Ryan Day, Brian Hartline, um, it's going to be extremely tough to flip him away from Ohio State. Those relationships, again, going back to the proof in the pudding about how he produces Brian Hartline, the wide receivers, getting those guys prepared for NFL first-round draft picks. Uh, they're going to lose some receivers. Marvin Harrison, those yeah. guys are moving on. There's some transfer portal guys likely going in. So the opportunity will be there for Jeremiah right away in Columbus to play and make that big impact as a true freshman. So Florida State, very much in this. They are a real threat to Ohio State. But I think right now, as things stand where they are, Ohio State still in a pretty good position to hold on here. Yeah, I agree with you. I think anytime Jeremiah Smith, the number one wide receiver in America, shows up on a campus in the state of Florida, it's going to generate buzz. But like you said, Ohio State has a track record of developing and producing first-round wide receivers. We'll see what happens there with Smith, but I think the Buckeyes hold on to him. I appreciate you, Chad. Thanks for stopping by today on the Inside Scoop. Is Michigan still in the race for five-star quarterback Bryce Underwood? That's what we're going to find out in this video with Michigan insider Zach Libby. There's been some major developments with Wolverine recruiting. We're going to break it all down today. So Michigan fans, subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We're growing this thing over 20K, and there's some crazy times ahead. We're going to get you through every major development. So Michigan fans, hit subscribe for me. All right, let's bring on Zach Libby from the Wolverine. And Zach... Big news this week, Michigan accepted a QB commitment not named Bryce Underwood. Uh, does the addition of four-star quarterback Carter Smith indicate a lack of confidence in landing Underwood? 
I wouldn't say so. I would say there's kind of glaring, you know, takeaways. I think the first is Michigan is going away with the all of your chips in one uh, one basket for mm-hmm. one quarterback each cycle. Um, you saw that quite a bit these past few cycles under former quarterbacks coach Matt Weiss. But with Kirk Campbell in the fray, um, several relationships were developed under Campbell with several quarterbacks in the 25 class. So um, it also shows that Michigan value Carter and his uh, dual threat abilities and in Carter Smith value Michigan enough to commit less than two weeks after Michigan. And uh, I think the biggest one too, is they're just preparing Michigan is for the worst case scenario in the off season where you might have to replace some depth uh, at the quarterback position. Now concerning Bryce Underwood, I mean, he's told me multiple times that it doesn't matter who's, who comes in before him, who comes in after him, who comes in with him um, at any team. Um, his objective is to start immediately as a freshman, and he has the general generational traits to do so. So I think he also understands the situation that Michigan's in. So I wouldn't say that. I think Michigan just saw a lot in Carter Smith and uh, was able to lock him in uh, earlier than uh, expected. All right, let's talk a little bit more about Carter Smith and how that recruitment escalated quickly. He visited Michigan for the first time about a week ago, left with an offer, committed shortly thereafter, right there after that. So what was it about his game that excites the Michigan coaching staff? Yeah, so this is a kid through 11 games this se- eleven games so far this season has thrown for 1,800 yards, 25 touchdowns on a 61% completion rate. Um, on the ground, he's totaled 76 carries for 605 yards and 16 touchdowns. So this is a pure dual threat quarterback. Um, he knows how to make plays on the run. He knows how to make all platform throws. He can tuck it and run when nothing's available. Um, and he's not afraid to throw it. Uh, he's also very tough in the pocket, but, um, you know, just a superb athlete. You know, if you look at his background, um, baseball, track and field, um, football, but, you know, specifically with baseball, you know, he could be a MLB draft pick if he wants to in the 2025 draft. So I think Michigan found a kid who has incredible upside. And uh, as he continues to hone his ability and as a passer, I think you can see him grow, see significant strides at that position. All right. So we know Michigan wants to take two QBs in the class. What do you think the odds are that it's Carter and Underwood? I think, I mean, in an ideal world, you want to head into January 7th with those two, right? But right. Um, I think I, I think the lean would be LSU. I feel like that's sort of the consensus. I feel the same way, you know. Underwood has always had an interest of leaving the region. Um, he's visited uh, Baton Rouge multiple times. Uh, I feel like he's adapting to that Southern culture. Um, what's seen on the field with Jane Daniels, who's a perennial Heisman Trophy candidate, you know, third in the nation in passing, first in touchdowns. Uh, Joe Sloan, the quarterback's coach, and head coach Brian Kelly are making him a great, pri- uh, huge priority. Same with the family. So, I mean, if there's any example of how much fun and enjoyment he has down there, you know, you can just look at social media and mm-hmm. all those tweets about him at the stadium, just having a great time. So, but if it if it doesn't for Michigan, you know, an LSU or another team in his top seven makes, um, you know, wins it out. You know, I think Michigan has some options. Um, transfer portal as one uh you can go in and grab an immediate starter for the 2024 season you can go in the transfer portal again and find a developmental piece where you can stash for a year or two and can keep developing or you can uh, pair a 20 another 2025 quarterback who continues to be on the rise this offseason through camps and uh, maybe a lead 11 to pair with carter and uh 
yeah, we'll go with there. But in the end, you know, we're less than 50 days until his commitment. But I think Michigan, in the end, wants to keep him mm-hmm. home, you know, the 30 minutes away from campus. All right. Yeah, you mentioned it. We're under two months before Bryce Underwood announces his decision on January 6th. So what do you think Michigan needs to do between now and then to help their chances in landing Underwood? So right now, um, you know, communication between Michigan, Kirk Campbell and Underwood is still taking place at least once a week over the phone. Um, You know, just catching up, just seeing how things are. But, yeah, I think the big thing for Michigan right now is to obviously get him in for that Ohio State game um, for this regular season alley in two Saturdays. Uh, he has not been to Ann Arbor since late July for their barbecue at the Big House. So getting him for what could be that final visit that he takes before um, getting settled in on a commitment would be huge. Uh, now, the dead period is December, late December. So there is an opportunity if they can to get him in for a December visit. I've always pumped it. Um, I've always uh, – said you know get him in for december bring him in for a weekend and let him have one final individual meetings with the staff meet with the players and just go over things that include nil you know go over his individual branding and how michigan quarterbacks find success through that so um you know with the ohio state game too you know yeah. we all know that division one state finals are the Sunday for Belleville and they are a heavy favorite going to our semifinals game. So that is still a question, but you know, there is uh, Michigan is still working to get him in. So we'll see if that happens. But right now the first step is to get him in one last time. Yep. Well, there's a lot to watch between now and then, but having Carter Smith on that commit list, if Bryce Underwood goes elsewhere, it'll at least prevent a riot on the Wolverine message boards that day. So we'll check that out. And Zach Libby, Thank you for dropping by today on the Inside Scoop. We appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it. This will be Tennessee's final chance to impress five-star offensive tackle Jordan Seaton. But that's not the only important target that's going to be in Knoxville this weekend. We got VolQuest insider Austin Price on the show today. We're going to talk Seaton. We're going to talk Cam Michael, who's deciding in a week. Kai Bates is on campus this weekend. Boy, it's going to be a busy show. All right, Tennessee fans, hit that subscribe button to the On3 Recruits channel. We got a lot to cover. We want you to be a part of it. Hit subscribe, please. Okay. Let's bring on Austin Price from VolQuest, and we're going to talk Jordan Seaton in a minute. But first, I want to talk about a flip target that will be on campus this week, and that's four-star edge Elias Williams, committed to Missouri September 1, and Tennessee has been trying to flip him ever since. Last weekend, he was at Alabama. This weekend, Tennessee. Austin, is this a battle that could be coming to a conclusion soon? Yeah, I mean, you know, Tennessee and Alabama both uh, working hard there to try to flip Elias Williams, a really good player. Um you know, Missouri just, you know, pounding Tennessee last weekend probably it doesn't help Tennessee a whole lot. But at the same time, like, does he see a path to the to the field? Uh, does, what is his relationship like with Rodney mm-hmm. Garner and the Tennessee staff? All those things that uh, I think he'll try to answer this weekend. He was here about a month ago unofficially, now back officially um, for this game. And so this is Tennessee's big shot here to see if they can make a push for what I would call the number one target on Tennessee's defensive line board. Okay, well, let's talk about Cam Michael for a second. He's out of Georgia. He's a talented two-way player, and he's set to decide about a week from now. He's going to make his decision on Thanksgiving. So right now, what are your sources saying about where Cam Michael sits on Tennessee's board? Well, I think he's a bit all over the map. You know, I mean, I think, you know, he's liked Tennessee for a long time. I think, you know, his cousin's committed to Colorado. He does like the Buffaloes a good bit. Um, But I do think that there's some, you know, question there as how long is Dion going to stay there? And I know mm-hmm. Dion came out on 
on Wednesday and he, you know, I'm here, I'm here. Well, you're here till you're not there. Right. And so, uh, you know, we'll see you know how that kind of goes. Georgia's the team that most people have thought if the Bulldogs, the home state team decide to make a push here, get him to convince he can you know play on offense, that they'll be tough to beat. They've started to push offense. He was there you know, a week or two ago. Uh, you know, something tells me that Georgia has a lot of momentum there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, Tennessee's done a nice job, but that one just doesn't feel like Tennessee to me. Now, again, it's the NIL era of recruiting. It can literally flip on a dime one way or the other. And uh, But it just right now, it just doesn't feel like Tennessee to me. I don't know. I get the sense right now that Cam Michael, when he sits down at the table to make his decision, I think that's when he's going to make his decision yeah. like at the table. I, I, I 100% agree. He's been all over the map. There's been times where I think Colorado was the team for him, Tennessee, then Georgia's come on board. At one point, Texas A&M had a little bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like he's, he's just kind of torn in a hundred different directions. It really could be who he wakes up thinking about the morning of his decision. Yeah, but Tennessee seems to be that one constant. Like, there's been teams that they make are. a flash in his recruitment, like an A&M, like a Colorado. But I feel like Tennessee's been remaining as that one constant. But we'll see. All right, let's switch our attention to four-star corner Kai Bates. He reopened his recruitment last week when he decommitted from LSU. He's at Tennessee this weekend. Austin, you kind of hinted at this ever since Kai Bates committed to LSU that you thought that Tennessee would have a shot at him in the end. Well, here we are kind of at the end of the season and Kai Bates is going to be in Knoxville this weekend. So what do you think Tennessee's chances are? Well, I think Tennessee's really continued to be really prevalent in his recruitment. They've continued to recruit him um, like he wasn't committed to LSU. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's, he's super important to Tennessee. Tennessee would love to add another corner to this class, if not two. Um, and, and Kai Bates is definitely the top of the board. I mean, he's a guy that Tennessee's liked for a long time. He's got a really good relationship with Willie Martinez. You know, he's got a great relationship with linebackers coach Brian Jean-Marie, who, you know, recruits the Orlando area. I think his family is very comfortable at Tennessee. His mom won't be here this weekend. She is going to be, I think, at a family reunion, uh, something to that effect, or it's somebody's 70th birthday or something like that. It's, it's a family function. Um, and, and then, but his dad will be here with him. And um, it, you know, I think Florida State's kind of lingering. They're kind of laying in the weeds here, making yeah. a late push. I still think Tennessee has the momentum, but I don't think you can discount the Seminoles here. So if I'm Tennessee, I want to exit the weekend at minimum internally knowing Kai's in the boat. Even if he's not committed externally, internally he said, hey, I'm in. You yeah. know, I, I, that's where I want to be leaving the weekend at minimum. Yeah, because those spots are dwindling. And if you want a spot in Tennessee's class, you better tell Coach Heupel that you're locked in. All right, now let's move to maybe the most important visit of the cycle for Tennessee, and that's number one offensive tackle Jordan Seaton. He's making a return trip to Knoxville. He's already at a game earlier this season. So who do you view? We're going to break down Seaton's recruitment. So who do you view is the main competition for Tennessee right now? Inside Scoop listeners and at-home chefs, listen in. The holidays are right around the corner, and HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you tons of time. Everyone wants to cut back on errands, right? And spending time in checkout lines this time of year, it's terrible. 
So skip that extra grocery store trip and instead get HelloFresh ingredients and delicious recipes delivered straight to your door. Just like always, HelloFresh's ingredients travel from the farm to your door so you know they're fresh and everything arrives pre-portioned so you don't have to get out the measuring cups and do all that dirty work. You can just get right to the cooking. Me and my, my fiance, we made HelloFresh last night. She made the order, I cooked it. It was delicious, of course. It only took about 30 minutes and we didn't have to do all that grocery shopping. It was great. You guys gotta get on the wave. So here's what we're gonna do. Go to hellofresh.com forward slash Josh Newberg free and use code Josh Newberg free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash Josh Newberg free with promo code Josh Newberg free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Well, I mean, it's Oregon, um, you know, uh, Ohio State, uh, maybe Oklahoma. I think he's got to make it back to Oklahoma, and he's got to make it to Ohio yeah. State. Right now, I think Oregon's Tennessee's biggest competition. Alabama and Florida are still working hard in there. I don't. I mean, I know we went to Colorado. I don't see him going there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think Tennessee is uh, has done a really nice job the last six to eight weeks with Jordan. And um, you know, this weekend is big. You know, Tennessee would love to kind of rock it back up and slide in the backside of the top five and in, in, in the rankings for the class to do that, you have to land Jordan Seaton first and foremost. There's no path to the top five without, without, you know, him, if you get him and you flip a Kai Bates or you flip a, a flip of Michael Smith, who's committed to South Carolina, who's teammates with Jake Merklinger, that puts you in the path to being in the top five. But, uh, you know, this weekend is big for Jordan Seaton. Uh, his uncle will be along with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uncle is somebody that he leans on a lot through the process. And, uh, you know, he was not here the first time around when Jordan was blown away by Tennessee. And so he'll be here this weekend to kind of fill Rocky Top out in its full uh, full bloom. If I was going to put Jordan Seaton's recruitment into tiers, I think tier one, I would have Tennessee, Ohio State, Oregon, maybe Alabama. I don't know if I'd put them in tier one right now. I know he has been there quite a bit, though. And then right now in tier two, I'd put probably UF. I think they're fading. And then I'd put Oklahoma in that tier, having him not been on campus there yet. I'm not a buyer. Whereas like Ohio State, I know he hasn't been on campus there, but I think that's kind of Ohio State's strategy is to try to get him on campus for that final impression. So we're going to see how it goes. Tennessee, though, they have a big chance this weekend. So as it stands, just just for fun, heading into the weekend for Tennessee fans, what would you put the odds at right now for their chances to land Seton? That's tough, Josh. Um, you know, I, a few weeks ago, I thought, you know, I had him at, you know, probably about probably three to four weeks ago, I had him kind of at a fifty-one to forty-nine. Um, yeah. I just, I, I don't think nothing, nothing's happened for me to come off of that thought process. Um, I know we had a good time at Oregon. I think they're heavily in play. I'm, the distance, I think, could be a deal uh, in time, just because the family, you know, trying to get out there and see him play, um, you know. But when you're taking so many visits, I don't think you can lock into like, hey, this guy's you know 75 percent in, or or, or 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 vice versa. I think you got to kind of play somewhat right down the middle. I just know Tennessee is deep in it. They really impressed him here uh, with the last time he was here, and now they have another chance. And people like Boo Carter, who he is very fond of, will be here mm-hmm. in his ear the whole weekend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so this weekend, what do you think is the most important thing Tennessee needs to do? I mean, obviously a win would go a long way with Jordan Seaton, but what do you think that they need to do on this visit with him? 
Well, I think just continue to build relationships. I mean, I think he understands kind of his value here, um, sees a path to the field, loves the uh, atmosphere, loves the fans, all that goes with it. So, I, you know, I think continue to, you know, see that, you know, Tennessee, you know, needs him, uh, you know, continue to build relationships with Heupel and Glenn Ellerby and the offensive staff and uh, continue to build bonds with people like Boo Carter. I think all that stuff matters. Um, you know, I mean, I think we all know NIL is big in every kid's recruitment. So, I mean, I don't think that that's like a thing. I mean, he's going to get, you know, taken care of an NIL no matter where he goes. So I don't think that that's a, like a, you know, I don't think that that's something where you're like, oh, wow, that's a big shiny object. I think he yeah, knows. Kind of washes you know, each other out. Everybody's offered big NIL. And then it comes back down to what? Relationships. And so I think if you're Tennessee, you want to continue to build a bond with him with both the uh, committed guys here, um, the current team and the coaches. All right, Austin, exciting weekend in Knoxville. We will talk to you on Monday to recap all the action. Sounds good. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed that content, be sure to subscribe to the On3 Recruits channel. We have a new page dedicated only to recruiting. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now.